We're doing Daf Chafei. We're starting from the bottom line, at the fresh Mishnah. So we actually discussed that there was a, there's a lapse of time between the, when it's the old moon is visible and when it's theoretically possible to see the new moon. The Gemara seemed to say previously that it may have been up to 24 hours. And again, that's just based upon the, the idea that at the Molid, there's no visibility whatsoever because it's directly, um, directly facing the sun. It's got to get some sort of angle. So there's a, there's a 24-hour usually of a lapse between the old moon and the new moon. And again, you're able to tell, if you know this some stuff, what's the, what's the new moon, which way it's facing, towards the angle, whatever it is. So here, the mission tells us a story. My so once happened, Shabboshanam, two people came to the court. They claimed, they say, we saw it in the morning in the east. What does it mean? Rashi learns pshat that we saw the old moon. So they claimed, that this happened in their interrogations, that they saw the old moon in the morning in the east. Remember, the moon rises in the east and sets in the, west, in the west as well. It trails the sun. So we saw the old moon in the morning in the east, but the new, but the new moon was visible in the evening at the, when it was setting in the west. So this is a, a chedesh, right? Usually we're saying that, the, that the, the new moon will be able to be seen in the, in the evening in the west, but here the issue is that they saw that that morning they had seen the old moon back in the east. So the Shiloh was, does that mean that there's something just inherently wrong, false about their testimony? Because how could it be that in such a short amount of time, they are already seeing the new moon? If it's true, like they're claiming that they saw the old moon in the east in the morning, then maybe it's impossible for them to see in the west the new moon. So that's the question. That was the question here. Is there something that's, that just has to be wrong about their testimony? So the Gemara, the Mishnah said, Amr Nuri, Nuri said they're Eidei Shekhar. Because there has to be 24 hours. So if you have to be, they're, they're assumed to be liars. But when they came to Yavna, again, the Yavna is where the Sanhedrin was. Kiblin Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel was Makabal. That meaning Rabbi Gamliel was, was the one presiding over the Basin. And he said that it could be good testimony. And he was Makadish, the, 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 the Chodesh, based upon their testimony. So in other words, he was, he was Makadish in the sense that he said that that day was Rosh Chodesh, um, that, that that day was Rosh Chodesh, day 30. Oh, and another story, there was another story where two witnesses came and they said, renew Bismana. We saw the new moon in its time, and its time means on day 30. So what that means is that they saw it in, in the, early, the early evening here on the night of the 30th. Um, but then, on the day, the night after the 30th day, right? In other words, the beginning of the night of the 31st day, it wasn't visible anymore. And not because it was cloudy. Not just time because it was cloudy. The, the moon, they couldn't find it. So... And the, Rashi learns that it's not that they told the court that. Obviously, they're not going to tell the court that. They just tell the court, we, you know, we saw it on the night of the 30th. But <clears throat> what it means is that to Basin and everybody else who were looking for the new moon on the night of the 31st, it wasn't visible. So this is a very weird thing. In other words, normally, somebody says, okay, I saw it on the night of 30. I didn't see it on the night of 30. Okay, say there. But I at least saw it on the night of 31. So I could believe it's credible to, right? There's credibility to say that maybe I saw it a little bit earlier than you. But here, the opposite is happening, is that in the sense that people are saying they saw on the night 30, and then by us, on the night of 31, we can't even see it. So what's the, what's the din? So the question is, could we still say it's Rosh Chodesh on day 30, if on the night after 30, on the night already of 31, even at that point, we don't have the visibility of the new moon. And still, the Kibbutz of Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel was Makabal, them as good witnesses. So he said the 30th day was Rosh Chodesh, even though the moon wasn't visible the night following the day of Rosh Chodesh. So these are two big chidushim of Rabbi Gamliel and these two stories where he's being very lenient in the way that he's, he, he's accepting the testimony of, two, of witnesses. One is um, when they're saying the new moon was seen in the West, even the, the new moon was seen in the West, even though they claim they saw the old moon that same day in the East. 
And the second case, where they're saying that we saw on the night of the third that he's accepting them, even though we aren't even able to find the, the, the new moon on the night of the 31st. So, so again, Rav Yosef didn't, didn't agree. Rav Yosef and Horkin says, Eidei Shekeh, they're false witnesses. And this is the expression that he uses. He says, How can you give testimony about a woman that she gave birth? And the next day, we see that her, literally her stomach is between her teeth, which means that we still see her as being pregnant. So what's the analogy? That in our case, if you're saying that, um, that, that, the, that the moon gave birth, that there was a mullet of a new moon, then how could we still feel the pregnancy on the following night? Right? And how could it be on the night following the 30th that no one can see the new moon when you're saying that you had a, a, a sighting of the new moon last night? So again, normally we're not bothered that you know, witnesses maybe saw something we didn't see. On that same night, you know, okay, you saw it, we didn't see it. That's not a problem. But the problem is that you're claiming, that you're claiming it was seen on the night of 30th, so we make day 30 Rosh Chodesh, and then the night following that, day 31, on night 31, we still can't see it. That's very strange. That seems like a woman who's giving birth, and then the next night she's still pregnant. So what are we going to do with that? Obviously, what's beautiful about the analogy is that what do we always call day 30? Yom Ha'ibor, the day of pregnancy. Like, because there's a certain, like, elasticity that the month has. It could either be day 30 is part of the next month or, or part of the previous month. So it's good. It's like the next day she's still pregnant, meaning next day we still see that day 30, we haven't even seen the new month. So it sounds very strange to us to declare the previous day Rosh Chodesh. So So now this is very important to understand the politics of the base Medrash. Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi, right? So Rabbi Gamliel, he's like the one who, who rules with the ironclad fist here. And Rabbi Yeshua was, 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 was a huge Tamachacham. So he was like the big Tamachacham, but Lamaisa, he was subservient in control and in power to Rabbi Gamliel. But once Rabbi Dosa says that there's something wrong over here, Rabbi Yeshua goes and joins Rabbi Dosa's side. He says, I agree with you that the, you know, these are false witnesses. And we should say that the previous month is 30 days. The, to declare Rosh Chodesh on the 30th day would be a mistake. So they're actually arguing on what the Nazi did. They're saying that Rabbi Gamliel was wrong. So this makes a huge, right, a huge problem. It's like a revolution in the base Medrash when we have Talmud Chachamim in the base Medrash claiming that what the Nazi did, what Rabbi Gamliel did, was the wrong thing. So Shalach Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel sends the message to Rabbi Yeshua, goes, I make a decree on you. Shatavo Esli, you should come to me with your walking stick and your money. That falls out according to your cheshman. So meaning, according to Rabbi Yeshua's cheshman, Yom Kippur would be, when according to Rabbi Gamliel, would be the 11th. Because the point is, Rabbi Gamliel declared the 30th day Rosh Chodesh. So that was already the first. Whereas according to Rabbi Yeshua, uh, it wasn't that way. According to Rabbi Yeshua, day 30 was part of the, outgo, the previous month. And only day 31 would be Rosh Chodesh. So, and he t- he's telling Rabbi Yeshua, on the day that you think is Yom Kippur, I want you to, to desecrate it, right? I want you to publicly show that it's really not Yom Kippur because I was correct and that it was really Yom Kippur was yesterday. That's what he tells him. He says in the Zera. So it's a hard predicament. So, Halach Matzah Rabbi Akiva Meitzar. Rabbi Akiva, when he saw Rabbi Yeshua Meitzar, it means that he was like very, he was very um, pained by, by this, this, this challenge that he found himself. So, Amrlo, he said to him, I can show that whatever Gamil did is right. So, meaning, it's not about whether it's right or it's wrong. It's about whether it was done. Meaning, the legalities of the way that the court works is that even when they make a mistake, it's still okay. And that's now binding. So when actually Yom Kippur is, it doesn't make a difference. Because even if you're right in, in saying that Gamliel was mistaken, you're wrong in having a problem when to celebrate um, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is still going to be based upon the base. 
These are the festivals of Hashem that you call them Kodesh Asher Tikru Osam that you declare them. And that means to say, whether they're made in the right time, they're not made in the right time, I, meaning a Kodesh Baruch, will only observe these Yom Tovim. So he's saying Asher Tikru Osam that it's all one basin says. So Lemaisa, Rikamlil, is in charge of the basin. So maybe you disagree with how he came to his Psak, but Lemaisa, once he made the Psak that, 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 that it was Rosh and then that's it. So Balo Eitzvah does when Horkinus Rabbi Shua then came to do when Horkinus who disagreed Amalo he gave him a different perspective he said in Bon Anu Laden Achar Beis if we're going to you know judge what Rigamliel did and try to figure out if we agree or not Tzrichem Anu Laden Achar Kol Beis then if you think about it there's no there's no end to this we would have to reconsider everything every decision that based in in the history of Jew, Judaism ever made from the days of Moshe until now. Meaning, if it's up to us, we can't trust the base and we have to go through it, then everything we have to do. Shinemar, and now he goes and he shows that we're not supposed to do that. So this is the Psukim where we're we're talking about Moshe's court, who are the the, the, the Zikinim. So the Torah never names them. It's always an interesting point. It says Moshe Aaron Nadvin of you, but then the seventy people remain nameless. Why don't why don't we get any uh, any names? So some of the people, just for example, we seem to say Eldad Umedad, just for example, like a name of, of the 70. How come we don't give them names? Why, why are they always anonymous? Whatever, there are three judges that, that are appointed as a base student over Moshe. They have the same capacity to act as the court of Moshe. Meaning that, that if somebody in the future generations is going to say that their judges are not qualified, they're going to say, they're, our judges, nah, they're not like the, the, they're not qualified, but Haraya, they're not on the same level as the original basin. They're going to start saying, you, you basin, you don't know anything. You're not on the same level as Moshe, Aaron, Eldon, Medod, whatever it is. So then we say, no, look, you can't make that claim because you don't know the 70 people. The 70 elders in Moshe's court are not mentioned. So the point, <coughs> the point of the anonymity is to say, that in the future, any basin of Klai Israel could be them, so to speak. Okay, um, so what happens here? So he comforts again that, that it's, not, it's not for us to, 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 to be Mahar and, and, and say that what, what, what Rabbi Gamliel did was incorrect. So not to Maklam Vasubiyado, so he accepts this. Rabbi Yeshua takes his walking stick, his money, and he travels to Yavna to Rabbi Gamliel. On the day that Yom Kippur fell, according to Rabbi Yeshua's Cheshbon. Rabbi kisses Rabbi Shua on the head. He says, "Come in peace, my master." He calls him his master and his Talmud. Rabbi Machachma, you're my master in wisdom. Evidently, Rabbi Shua had taught Rabbi Gamliel Torah. With Talmidi, and you're also my my student. You accepted. I put this harsh decree on you. I put you in this tough this tough bind, and you accepted it. Right? You 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 succumb to it. Says the Gemara. I have a tradition for my father's father. The moon doesn't always travel exactly the same route. There are times when it, when it takes a shorter time. So in other words, it seems to be going in the first case where it doesn't really always take 24 hours and the, and the old moon disappears until the new moon moves out enough to be seen. Occasionally it moves with, 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 with a faster speed and it's visible even within 12 hours of the disappearance of the old moon. <coughs> and that's why Rigamil didn't think that necessarily... It was it was proof that they were lying just because, just because they saw um, the old moon in the morning and the new moon in the evening. Says the Gemara, where do we see this? Uh, uh, some allusion to this that, that the moon can move at different speeds. It says that he makes a reach for the moadim and and the sun yada The sun it sounds like works like clockwork. What does that mean? You always know when it's coming. 
The sun, the implication here is that the sun, you always know it's a, it's a constant cycle, there's never any changes. With regard to the moon, you don't know the exact time it's coming, in the sense that there is simple variations. Um, there are simple, simple vari- there are sometimes variations in the speed of the moon. Says the Gemara story, Rabbi once saw the moon, and this means the old moon. It was visible in the sky in the morning of the 29th of the month. So he sees it in the, in the, he sees it in the sky. He takes a, like a piece of mud, he throws it at the moon. He gets upset that the moon is visible on the 29th. Why? He says, tonight we have to be Mekadashu, meaning tonight, on the night of the 30th, we're hoping to see the new moon and declare day 30 Rosh Chodesh. And you're standing here, meaning you're giving us a problem because if you're standing here and we need 24 hours between you and the new moon, then we're not going to be able to, to see the new moon tonight and be Mekadashit. Zil Chasi, go cover yourself. So this is an interesting thing. You know, it's like, well, what's the big deal? Relax. Okay, maybe day 31 people are this. But again, it seems that we remember we have back on Davchaf that there are times where communal needs that will have to be Mekadish um, certain days. We have an incentive. Like, we don't want to have Yom Kippur be a Friday or a Sunday as we discussed back on Davchaf. So Rav Chia one time had this interest in making sure that day 30 would be Rosh Chodesh. He was hoping that they would have the opportunity to see the new moon uh, and intimidate the witnesses to, to testify on the night of the 30th. The problem is, he's seeing the old moon on the 29th, so he's saying, you know, this is not going to work. This is, this is no good. Now, that's kind of exactly the issue that we were learning in the Mishnah, which was the hotbed of controversy. Rabbi Gamliel felt that it's not necessarily an impossibility. But it's possible that even, even, even Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel was only accepting it if witnesses claimed that that's what they saw, then that would be okay. But we, even everybody agrees that generally when you see the old moon, you need, it's a 24-hour window before you'll see the new moon. So in terms of us intimidating witnesses and trying to get witnesses to testify, it's possible that even Rabbi Gamliel would, would agree we wouldn't proactively try to make it Rosh Chodesh. If witnesses said it happened, it happened. But otherwise, we're not going to try to do that. So that's why Rabbi Chia was upset. I'm like, Rabbi, Rabbi, Chia, Rabbi then said to Rabbi Chia, Zil ain't tab, go to ain't tab, we the month. And send me a signal that you did it. So basically, we're saying... Rebbe was nervous that, that since the moon was visible throughout the 29th day, if they would make the next day of Rosh Chodesh, people are going to start, you know, saying who knows what. So he sent Rav Chia to make the next day of Rosh Chodesh in Ein Tav. And in Ein Tav, evidently, the moon hadn't been visible on the 29th. So therefore, he said, go do it there. It will be more accepted. And then David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim. That will be the simon um, that, that, that it will work. It's an interesting thing. There are different pshatim and why he, he said David Melech Yisrael Rashi says because the Pasuk in Tehillim, in capital Petas, compares the Malchus of David to the moon. It's also another idea that, that, that Rabbi Yudah Hanasi was, was like a Malchus-based David. That's where he came from. He's the lineage of, of, of the Malchus-based David. So he was trying to say, we can do what we want. We have control. We have power. It's going to work out. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tadarabana, we learn a bride. Tom Malchus, this Gashur Shemayim, Bavim, happened that the skies were very dark, right? A lot of clouds. Veneris, Meil, Lubana, Be'ezer, Metish, Lachayish. <laughs> they were able to see the new moon. The new moon is, is something like the new moon is visible on the 29th day of the month. People thought, okay, Rosh Chodesh could be declared on the 29th. Bikshu uh, Basin Lakashu. So Basin wanted to, to make it Mikadash. Hey, we saw the new moon. I have a tradition for my father's house, that there's nothing, the cycle of the moon is never less. They asked from Petisha Yom from less than 29 and a half days. Right half, two thirds of an hour. And seventy three since the previous one. So he's saying that 
if that span of time had not elapsed since the previous molid, that 29 and a half days, so whatever you saw, that something that looked like the new moon on the 29th day, just Lamaisa, that's impossible. It's impossible that it was. Now, the truth is, it's not so passionate. There's a whole discussion if it's always perfectly 29 and a half days and 793 chalakim. It's not always so simple that it's like that. But Lamaisa, it's possible <coughs> that, <coughs> that he's saying, since on average it's like that, Whatever you saw on the 29th day, presumably it was probably a mistake. It's possible that that's what he meant. But either way, it's interesting to know this. Like, that's why you don't have a 28-day month. Not because, like, it's interesting to see, it's not like a given that there's not a 28-day month. It's just about whether or not the moon would have its new cycle and reappear. It's not, there's no din that there can't be 28 days. It's just more, is it possible was the moon seen? Um, that's, what, that's what basically the, the lunar calendar is, that it's all based upon the visibility of the new moon. See, he's saying that there's no way that this is possible because the cycle, that amount of time hadn't passed. But also, on that day, that people wanted it to be Rosh Chodesh, but again, Rabbi Gamliel is saying it should really be the 29th of the previous month, there was somebody who died in the town, the mother of Ben Zaza. What did Gamliel do? He made a huge hespid. It's not Pshat, she was such a huge, important person that she was worthy of having Rabbi Gamliel, who was the Nasi, give her such a big eulogy. He wanted to make like a public demonstration that it wasn't Rosh Chodesh. So how do you show that it's not Rosh Chodesh if you make an, uh, a eulogy? Because on Rosh Chodesh, you're not allowed to make eulogies. You're not allowed to make So Rabbi Gamliel, to show that everybody, everybody wanted to be Rosh Chodesh, they thought they saw the new moon. Rabbi Gamliel is going to show that that's not right. How does he show that's not right? He publicly makes a eulogy on that day to show that it's not Rosh Chodesh. Said the mission of Aiter Halach and Matzah Rabbi Kiva Meitzar, right? So he found, yeah, um, he found them very sad. So by the way, me Meitzar, who was sad? Rabbi Kiva Meitzar, Rabbi Yeshua Meitzar. What exactly are the points, the details of the story here? Rabbi Yeshua is the one in the bind, but who's sad? So Tashma, we're going to prove very simply that it was Rabbi Yeshua who was sad. The time that the bride so elaborates here. Halach Rabbi Kiva Matzah Rabbi Yeshua Meitzar. Kiva went and he saw Rabbi Yeshua distressed. Amar he said to him, Rabbi, my teacher, Rabbi Meitzar. Rabbi Yeshua, why are you sad? Amar lo, Kiva. Would be more acceptable for me to be in a bed for 12 months, meaning for me to be sick for 12 months. Instead of having this horrible Xerah. He was saying that, you know, to have to desecrate the day of Yom Kippur that he thinks would be, would be really bad. So in other words, he's basically, you know when you wish you were sick, like skip something? That's exactly what it is. He's like, I, 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 I wish I could play sick for a year instead of having to deal with this issue. So I'm alone, Rabbi Akiva said, Rabbi, why can't you let me say something in front of you <coughs> that you yourself taught us? I'm alone, MR. So Rabbi Shua says, Yes, yeah, speak. Well, what, what's on your mind? I'm alone, Rabbi Akiva says, Omer. It says in the Pasuk, Atem. It says three times, right? And either time, right? It says the word, um, Osam or Atem, right? It says it three times in the Torah. So we say three Atem. So what does that mean? Atem, 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 Shalosh Ba'amim. Even if you do it, you're a mistake. You make a mistake, and you, whatever it is, you postpone it. Um, then the Maisa, it's still Even if maze it, even if you know it's the wrong date, but if you have a compelling reason, you're allowed to do it. Even if you're a muta, you are misled. Even if, based on, let's say, there were false witnesses. So this is always, you know, for the 30 and 31st day, whatever it is, we always, um, we always just follow the court. So therefore, the bottom line is, <coughs> it could be that we're going to make a mistake, but the din of Yom Kippur is not impacted. It's still based on the mistake. When following these words, he says, Rabbi Akiva was able to bring Nechama through these words to Rabbi Yeshua. 
What did the Mishnah say? So he gave him the idea of the anonymity of the 70 people. So Why are the names not mentioned? Why don't we have this? So we don't want a person to say Ploni Kamosh of Aaron, so and so is Moshe Aaron, Ploni Kanazva view, so and so like another view, Ploni Kelvin Omeda, so and so like Elo Omeda. No. So, in other words, what he's saying is, I don't have to listen to this based in because they're not so great. So, therefore, the Torah leaves out the names of Moshe's based in because it's saying that he might be, who knows, right? Maybe the judge that you don't like in front of you was really just on the level of one of the people who weren't named from Moshe's court. <coughs> Omer, another proof, Omer Shmuel Am. Says in the passage, Shmuel says to the people, Hashem Asher Asas Moshe Aaron, Hashem who produced Moshe Aaron. But Omer, the passage goes on to say, Hashem is Rubalbas, but don't He's given him like a history lesson. So it says first he says Hashem made a Moshe and Aaron, and then he also gave you a Yerubal, Bedon, Yiftach, and Shmuel. So who are these people? Yerubal is a Gidon. Yerubal is somebody named Gidon. He was one of the Shoftim. Why? Why is it called Yerubal? Shal he, made, he fought with the idol Baal. So Yar of Baal, he fought with, 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 with the Baal. Bidon says, Shimshon came from Shevet Dan. Yiftach, Yiftach was rather Shofet, his own name. So here, what's happening is that Shmuel is listing Moshe and Aaron, and then he's listing these people. And again, these people are, 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 are leaders, the Jewish people, but they're not exactly you know, the highest leaders. It says Moshe and Aaron were his people and Shmuel Bakari Shmuel. So the Pasik seems to say that Shmuel is equal to Moshe and Aaron. So the Pasik here is equating three of the most significant leaders with three of the most, I'm sorry, the least significant leaders with the three most important leaders. In the, in the previous Pesukim, right, we have Yerubal, Badan, and Yiftach are going with Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel. So what does that come to tell you? Again, this isn't, me, this isn't meant to hate on, you know, Yerubal, Badan, and Yiftach, but the point is that it, it, it's not, it's, they're not on the same level here. So why would the Torah say it all together? Lo Malachal comes to tell you. Yerubal, Badar, Kamosha, Badar. Yerubal in his own generation is treated like Moshe, Rabbein of his generation. Badan, Badar, Ka'aran, Badar. Yiftach Badoro Kishmuel Badoro. Yiftach in his generation is like Shmuel in his generation. La Medical comes to tell you, Shafilu Kashu Bakal. Even the most insignificant person. Once he becomes appointed as the leader, once he becomes, you know, for in his generation, he's the one who should be leading. So he becomes the most like distinguished thing. In other words, he himself changes. And now if he rules something, then everybody in the community has to follow him. Omer, another proof to the same idea. The Pasuk and Parsha Shoftim, by the din of Zakin Mamre, which says that you have to listen to the authority of the court. It says you, a person has a shyless, he comes to the court of and to the, the Shofet, to the judge, who will be in that day. So why does the Pasuk have to add that, that he is the judge who is in that day? Do you think you can visit a judge who's not living? You can think you can live at, visit Moshe of Aaron. Obviously, if you're visiting a judge, then he's in your day. So what is it coming to say? It's coming to say that you don't, shouldn't seek any judge who's not in your own time. Meaning, when your perspective, who should you get your psaq from? You shouldn't say, oh, ach, our basin today is no good. I wish, you know, Moshe Feinstein could give me a psaq. I wish Moshe Rabbeinu could give me a psaq. That's not the right perspective. You live, you live in your generation. Another idea, don't say, why is it that the, better, that the previous times were better than these? So this is an interesting thing, the Pasuk and Kohel. So you shouldn't be, you know, always say, oh, the good old days were like this. So the Gemara is applying that to understanding the authority of the court, where you don't see, you don't see that the court in front of you is so amazing. <clears throat> but again, <clears throat> it's what you're dealing with. And what's in, front, <clears throat> what's in front of you right here 
is considered what you have. So what happened here? <coughs> so Rabbi Gamliel went, I'm sorry, Yeshua went and he traveled to Rabbi Gamliel on Yom Kippur with his walking stick and his money. So Tan Rabbanon, Kivin Shorosa, Rabbi Gamliel, sorry, Yeshua, Aman, Mikisu, Nishaka, Rosho. He stood up and he kisses Rabbi Yeshua on his head. Aman, he said to him, Shalom, Allah, Rabbi, Vitalbidi. It should be peace to you, my teacher and my disciple. Rabbi, Shemataani, Tabar Rabbim. You taught me Torah publicly. <coughs> it's actually, it seems hard to find anywhere in the Torah where Rabbi Yeshua teaches, <coughs> excuse me, where Rabbi Yeshua teaches Rabbi Gamliel Torah. But evidently it had happened. So he calls him his, his, his Talmud, his Rabbi, and you're my Talmud. Shani goes, I, I make a decree upon you that you should come on your Yom Kippur. You follow it just like a simple person. Ashrei Hagdar, praiseworthy is that generation. The great people are submitting to the authority of lower people. So it seems that Rabbi Gamliel is lowering himself to Rabbi Shua. He's saying praiseworthy is such a thing that the lower people um, say something and the bigger people listen. And that is a Kavachomer, much more so that the lesser people will listen to the bigger ones. So the Gemara says, Kavachomer, what do you mean Kavachomer? That's just obviously the lower people have to, they have to listen to the greater ones. It's just the Chiddush is the other way, that the greater people are listening to the, to the, to the lesser people. So the Gemara explains what he means to say is, Allah rather, since the greater people are listening to the authority of the lower people, since they're able to be humble, so now, the lower people make the following Kavachomer to themselves. They say, look, if we're able to see that the greater people are submitting to the authority of our leaders, then certainly us, we have to follow our leaders. And again, this shows us what Rabbi Gamliel was about. The whole Rabbi Gamliel here was about, he wasn't being vindictive. He wasn't trying to punish Rabbi Yeshua for arguing on him. That wasn't the point. He was just trying to ensure that the authority of the Nesias was going to be strong because it has to be that way that people listen to the leaders. And that's why um, it was so important that Rabbi Yeshua would listen. Okay. Says the new Mishnah. We quoted this Mishnah yesterday. What happens if all of the court and all of Kala Yisrael saw the new moon? Or another case, let's say not everybody saw the new moon, but the witnesses came and told us about it and they were already interrogated. So in both cases of the Mishnah, we were about to be proclaimed the day to be Rosh Chodesh. But we didn't have a chance to say Mekodesh until it already is dark. That means that the month is full. So basically what we're saying to say is that there wasn't enough time on that day. Let's say, you know, we only, either the moon was seen late on the day of the 30th or there wasn't enough time to listen to the witnesses. And we're about to say it, right? We're about to say it. And, um, and then the problem is that it already is dark. So now we're saying, the month is full. If you didn't get the Mekodesh out, so, so it's too late. Even though you would think that maybe you could, right? You would think you could. Everyone already saw it. Everything's good. No. Says the mission without the Mekodesh, you cannot do that. Okay. Now the Gemara says, what happens if only based in season? <clears throat> Let's say only the court sees it. So the issue here is, is that we need the court to accept witnesses. The problem here is that the court is the witnesses, right? So you can't be a judge and a witness simultaneously. So what do we do? So Yam Dishnaim, two of the people from the court should stand up. And testify in front of the rest of the court. So in other words, you have a big court. They saw it, a bunch of members. Two of the people should stand up and testify to the others. You don't need all the court. You only need a court of three. So if all the court saw it, so two of the members stand up and they testify in front of the others. And then the other people should say, Mekodesh, Mekodesh, right? The basin says Mekodesh. And then the people answer back, Mekodesh, Mekodesh. But what happens if the whole court was only three people? Three people saw it behind Basin, they're members of the court. So we only have three people. So what do we do then? 
Yam Dushnayim, two of them should stand and testify. But the problem is, you can't, one person is not enough. So what are we going to do? Yoshivim Mechavim They should see two other Chachamim from their colleagues next to the other judge. Meaning, they basically add on two to the basin. And now the witnesses will testify in front of the three judges that they had seen the new moon. That's the point. You always have to have at least three judges. And then, right, they'll get the sanctity out. Why is this? One judge is not trusted to make Rosh Chodesh by himself. It's an interesting language how we say it's a, he's not Neman. That's not really about Neman. It's not about, you know, if he's trustworthy. It's a din, right? It's a din that... Um, that, that, that you need a basin. Now, there's a big question what exactly you need the basin for. Is the necessity of the basin just to say the, the Kiddush or even to accept the witnesses? It's not so clear. Um, it sounds like for the Lashon Mishnah that even the testimony has to, be, has to be in front of a basin, but we'll see a little bit in the Gemara about that. All right. So we started off that even if everyone saw it, Right? It's no good if they, if they weren't Makadashin on that day. So the Gemara says, what's, what's going on in the first case? Why are we saying if the court and all of Kla Yisrael saw it? What's the point here of adding that uh, the new moon was seen by all of Kla Yisrael? Okay, what's the lesson, the point that we're trying to say is that, the, the, you, that once it turns night, even though Basin already saw it and they wanted to be Makadashit, they can't, right? Because they weren't Makadashit but before nightfall. So why do you have to say all of Kla Yisrael? So says the Gemara, Yisrael, it was necessary. You may have thought to say, oh, if everyone saw it, if I saw it, there's already total publicity. Everybody knows that the moon was seen previously. We cannot make the old month full. We would say it's like, it's like, it's like you know, it's something that people are going to be critical of. If everyone saw the new moon and yet it wasn't Rosh Chodesh, so we, we were, maybe we're forced to say that the previous day was Rosh Chodesh. The Mishnah tells us that it's not necessarily true and the month is full even though the month is full, even though um, everybody saw it. Okay. By the way, I should just add, the Pashup shot, what you see here is that you can't be Mikhailish retroactively. Meaning, what do I mean retroactively? Let's say, just this is basically a very uh, basic question. Let's say no witnesses came on day 30 at all. Forget about all, they didn't see it. Just keep it super, super simple. We didn't know anything. Then on day 31, you know what? Make it crazy. On day five of the next month, witnesses show up and they tell the court, by the way, you know, we saw the new moon back on the night of the 30th. Well, Basin's like, oh, really? We didn't know that. So the Ramam's opinion actually is that they retroactively say that day 30 was really day one and then the calendar day changes. That's the Ramam's opinion. Pashtas, all the dinim that we're seeing here are contradict the view of the Rambam. The, 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 the basic view, din that the Mishnah seems to be saying here is that if you don't get the, the Mekudosh out in time by sundown, that's it, right? It's already already over. Then that, that, that's final. It seems that there's no concept of retroactive Kiddush. You have to be Mikhailish day 30 as day one of the next month and declare it as Rosh Chodesh only on that day. If you don't declare it on that day, then it's already too late. That would be the simple understanding. And that's definitely the way Rashi learns. There's a lot of defense that's necessary for the Rambam. Okay. Continues the Gemara. Once I had the first case that all the courts saw it um, and Klai Yisrael, so why are you checking Edom? <clears throat> like we thought it was a continuation of the first case. Like why are you interrogating Edom if everyone in the world saw it? You're right, it's actually a second case. Either the first case is that all of Klaisel saw it. Then a second case, let's say not everyone saw it, but we were relying on witnesses. Witnesses came and we interrogated them before nightfall. But either way, either in the first case where everyone saw it or, or in the second case where we interrogated the witnesses before nightfall, if we didn't have enough time to say Mekodesh before Chashecha, then the month is full. So we're saying two different cases. Case one is that everybody saw it. Case two is that the witnesses were interrogated. But the Gemara says that's not good enough because... 
Fine, I understand it's a separate case, but why is it a chiddush? Even the Tana Asher Chashech Arizim Ober. Once we're saying about the first case that if we didn't get a chance to say Mekudosh until darkness, then it's our too late. So Lamalul Misachakir is Eden Klal. Why do we have to bring up the case of interrogating the witnesses? It should be self understood. That's the din. You have to say Mekudosh before nightfall. So, 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 what's the novelty in the second case where it's witnesses who came? If you didn't have a chance to say Mekudosh by before nightfall, then it's Mekudosh. But of course, if the first case is like that where everybody saw. But you didn't say Mekodesh before nightfall, then it's a full month. Then the same thing. If I'm relying on witnesses and I interrogated them before nightfall, but I didn't have a chance to say Mekodesh before nightfall, it's also going to be a full month. Why is it a Chiddush? says the Gemara, Yitzchak, no, it is a novelty. Sokotai may have thought to say that in the case of the second case where you interrogated the witnesses, I actually treat the interrogation of the witnesses, it should be considered like we began the, 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 the deliberation. We already began the court case. So in other words, if we began the court case by day, so then just saying Mekodesh, that's just like finishing the court case. And as long as I started by day, I could finish it, I could sanctify it at night, because the whole din that Basin doesn't judge at night, normally the halacha is you can't begin a court case at night. But normally the halacha is that as long as you began the court case by day, you could give up sock during the, during the night. So normally that's the halacha. It's like all What's the general rule? Dine mamas done in by yom. Allah is generally you have to judge by day, but go and can conclude them at night. In other words, as long as you already started during the day, you're allowed to finish at night. So I would say if you already, if you're in the second case where you're coming off the witness, witnesses, so you began interrogating them during the day. So you began the court case during the day. So the actual sanctification of the new month where you're going to say Mekodesh, Mekodesh, that's just finishing, that's just giving the psak. I could say that could be done at night. You began the deliberations, you began the procession during the day when you interrogated the witnesses. Come Hashemalah, and the Mishnah has to tell us that no, even the sanctification has to be, it cannot, it has to be during the day. You cannot say that it's a valid argument that the sanctification, the Mekodesh Mekodesh, is just like the Gemar Din, and it has to rather be done during the day. So if I just had the first case where everybody saw it, I would say they can't do it at night because you didn't start the court case during the day. But in the case where you're, where you're interrogating witnesses and you're starting during the day, I would say you could finish at night and say Mekodesh, no, Mekodesh, even though it's a Gemara, it seems like it's just the end, even the Mekodesh has to be done during the day. Why Taka is it wrong? Why don't we say that by Kiddush HaKodesh you can finish it at night? Why, if we're by Dine Mamanos, when the court functions, we say they, they function during the day, but they could finish by night. So how come we don't say over here by Kiddush HaKodesh that you could finish and say Mekodesh at night? So the Gemara answers, Amar Kra, by Kiddush HaKodesh, the Pasuk says, Ki chok li Yisrael hu, mishpat It's a chok and a mishpat. So Amos, I have a chok. What does it become a chok? A chok means when it's established, right? It's a statute. It's, it's paskin. It's paskin that it's Rosh Chodesh. When does that happen? Begmar Din. Only at the end. But the Torah is saying that that Gemar Din has the shame of the Mishpat. The Mishpat is usually when you judge. So what does the Torah mean? The Chok is, is the Mishpat. So that means that the Din of when you say Mekudah should be treated of the, uh, should be treated as the Halachos of when you judge the case. Ma Mishpat by Yom. Just as the judgment is supposed to be during the day. by Yom. So too the Chok, when you actually declare it to be Rosh Chodesh, that should specifically be done during the day as well. So we're saying at the end of the day that the Mekodesh Mekodesh is basically Xeris Akasov that uh, it's, it's supposed to be done during the day. Generally, you're allowed to finish a psaq that you started judging during the day. You're allowed to make the psaq at night. But by Kiddush HaKodesh, it's, a, it's an anomaly. We have a din that you're only allowed to do it during the day. All right. Then what did we learn by during the Mishnah? If the court alone saw the new moon, so they have to you know, break up. They have to get witnesses, and witnesses will testify in front of other judges <coughs> because you need to work with the system of witnesses. So the Gemara asks an amazing question. But am I? 
if everyone in the court sees it, why do we have to break up and testify in front of other judges? Why should hearing about something be greater than seeing something? So what's the Gemara's question? The question is, if Basin sees it, let them just be Mekadesh the Levana based upon their own seeing of the moon. They don't need to hear it from other people. Why are we saying that two of the people who saw it should tell the other people? What is this, a joke? They saw it themselves, right? The judges now saw it themselves. Why do they need to hear it from the mouths of someone who saw it? They saw it, let them be Mekadesh. So it's a very interesting question. Now this is a tremendous machlokas Rashi and Taisus. Rashi learns that the Gemara's question is specific to Kiddush HaKodesh. Because by Kiddush HaKodesh, it's, it, the Pasuk says, HaKodesh HaZelachem, Kadesh. You see it and you sanctify it. So meaning really, it's all about seeing it. The Torah is emphasizing that it's all about seeing. So if you see it, you should be able to be Mekadosh it. If Basin sees it, they should be Mekadosh it. Fakarit, the only need for witnesses is when you didn't see it. So what the Yisrael is, is that the witnesses are making you see it. By you hearing it, they're making you see it. But if you see it, you don't need witnesses. That's the way Rashi learns. But according to Rashi, by other forms of, of Basin functions of Adam, we need, we, need, we need witnesses. Let's say Basin witnesses a murder. Could they kill, kill the guy? No way. Have to hear it. Avada, you need witnesses. There's a din of Edas. Taisus learns that no, this, this question of the Gemara is true by all Hilchos Edas. By all Hilchos Edas, the system doesn't make sense. If the court is the ones who are judging, it doesn't make sense that hearing about it from other people should be greater than what they themselves have seen. So the Gemara answers, the case is that they saw the new moon at night. And you can't be Mekadosh at night. Remember, you have to judge you have to judge during the day. So Rashi explains that tomorrow, if there wouldn't be witnesses who report that they saw it that previous night, then we can't be Mekadosh anymore because you're not seeing it anymore. So this is a very interesting thing that basically the din of Kadesh, again, this is a continuation of the way Rashi is learning the Gemara. It's Rashi Lashitasa. That the din of Lotesh Meyagadolah is specific to Kedesh HaKodesh. Kedesh HaKodesh means Kadesh. A basin should see it and sanctify it. The sanctity should be, I see and I sanctify. That's the process of the Kedesh. So if I see it right now, I'm seeing the moon during the day, so I can be Mekadosh based upon what I'm seeing. And in Achanami, if the basin would see it during the day, they wouldn't need the witnesses. But if you're not seeing it now, you have the memory of seeing it last night. The memory is not enough. That's not Kadesh. I'm not seeing it and sanctifying it. So then I need the witnesses to bring me the sight. And that's what it is. When I hear from the witnesses about it, they're bringing the visual, the, the visual moon in front of me. By me hearing about it, I'm seeing it uh, now in their words, and then I'm being Mekadosh. So that's what Rashi learns. Whereas if you learn the Gemara like Taisvis, then it's a much harder thing, right? Tomorrow, why, you know, it's like, it, it, it's, a little, it's a little bit harder, according to Taisvis, to understand why just because you saw it at night, and now it's just a memory, you know, why it is that you're able to do it. Yeah? Don't you need three people to form a base yeah, well, they were three people. The whole court saw it. There'd be no, 71 but, judges. But not the people testifying, people listening. I thought you need three people listening to form a base to, to be able to... So what happened? The first case that we're talking about here so far, 71 people see the, the new moon. All the, the whole of the base didn't see it. So what the Gemara is asking is that, what's going on? Why? They, they, we're saying the din is two of them should stand up and testify to the, to, to the rest. Frank the Gemara, why do we need any testimony? Let the court just judge themselves, right? They all saw it. So they're a court. So they should, they should come to the decision themselves that, uh, that, that it was Rosh Chodesh. So we'll have the Psaq of three. In other words, the din that you need three to accept testimony, right, is when I have testimony being said, said in front of the court. Very good. Here, the court doesn't need to work through, through testimony. The court sees it, and they are the power of the court. So let them be Mikadosh. Very interesting. The Mars answering, they saw it. They saw it at night, and now it's during the day, so they can't work based upon what they saw. So that's why we need a testimony. 
Says the Gemara, what about the next case? What was the next case? Three people, the court was only three. And here they are, the whole basin. So the problem is, if two testify, then I'm only left with one. So we said that they bring two other people and put them next to that single judge. And then the two witnesses will testify to the three. Why do we need the whole procedure? So to here, if they saw it, why can't they just sanctify it themselves? Here we see they're going through the trouble bringing on two new judges. Why do you need that? Maybe you'll say the same thing, that they saw it at night. It's just essentially the same thing as the, as the previous case. What's the difference? In the ratio, the whole court saw it, and like let's say 71 judges saw it, and two of them are testifying to the rest. And in the Seifa, it was a court of three, and, and they saw it, and now they're bringing two more judges. But essentially, it's the same thing. So what's the novelty of this new case? The Chiddush was the next part, that the reason why we need to bring two new judges, was to teach us that one judge is not trusted himself. may have thought to say, Monetary cases need to be judged by three people. But to, to decide monetary monetary we need three three. But if the judge is an is a, is a big expert, the halacha is that one that one um, judge can, can who's an expert can don himself. I would say by the new month you could do the same thing. If there's one individual expert, then let him do it himself. And it's not that way. You need, always need three people. Maybe should be able to be done by one expert. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest one. said, you need Aaron. How did, where did Hashem say that? So what does it mean? He meant to say that it's given to Moshe and Aaron. And obviously you can't have a based in shakul, you can't have an even number. So therefore it means that Moshe and Aaron should be judged by a third person. So this is the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically said to that we need three judges. And that's the Chiddush, that unlike Dine Mominus, where we say that, uh, that, that one Dain Yachid, who's an expert, could do it himself, by, by Kiddush HaKadosh, we need three